Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. Japan. The Japan International Exchange Program hosted a peace and love celebration at Hiroshima Gate Park on January 14th. Practitioners of Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, introduced the spiritual practice to the public and exposed the ongoing persecution of it by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. They demonstrated the five sets of exercises and gave waist drum performances on stage. Some audience members copied practitioners' movements as they demonstrated the exercises. The event is geared towards promoting mutual understanding and encouraging people to learn about the history and culture of different ethnic groups. Traditional Chinese delicacies were provided by practitioners as well as informational literature about Falun Dafa. Delicate, handmade lotus flower keepsakes were gifted to event visitors. India. Falun Dafa practitioners took part in two major book fairs at year's end. The Falun Dafa booths at both events were in prominent locations and featured paintings from the Art of Jen Shanren International Exhibition. The positive atmosphere created by the artworks and the practitioners' exercise demonstrations drew many people to their booths to learn more about the practice. The 34th annual Vijawada Book Festival was held at the Government Polytechnic College from December 28th to January 7th. The practitioners' offering not only featured informational posters and the Art of Truthfulness Compassion Forbearance exhibition paintings, but also a large wooden replica of the book Juan Falun, the main teachings of Falun Dafa. A total of 92 copies of the book were sold during the event. A reporter and a photographer from the Andra Jyoti, a Telugu language newspaper, visited the Vijawada booth on January 3rd and took pictures of the artworks. The newspaper published an article about the practice the next day. The city of Puducherry hosted its 27th annual book fair from December 22nd to the 31st. The booth displayed the main books of Falun Dafa in English and the Tamil languages, as well as selected paintings from the Art of Jen Shanren International Exhibition that exposed the persecution occurring in China. Practitioners shared brochures about the practice with the public and provided information about the online Falun Dafa classes. Bookstore owner Sahid Muhammad Hadi was shocked to hear about the suppression of Falun Dafa in China. He said, I've never heard of this horrible crime before. Please bring the Falun Dafa books to my store. I will display them. Brazil. Falun Dafa practitioners held an event in the city of Sao Paulo to introduce the practice to the public on January 12th. They demonstrated the exercises, displayed informative banners and posters about the practice, and its decades-long persecution by the CCP. They also shared informational materials, 
that included copies of the Falandafa publication, Mingwei Weekly. The locale that practitioners focused on is known for being a center for textile manufacturing. Many Chinese people travel to the commercial wholesale centers to do business. There are so many Chinese people in some areas that they have become Chinatowns. Many Chinese people are hostile towards practitioners as a result of the CCP's defamatory propaganda. Some practitioners visit the area nearly every day to clarify the truth. They tell people about the benefits of practicing Falun Dafa and how the CCP fabricated lies to slander the practice. Practitioners remind people how the CCP killed millions of Chinese people in its various political campaigns and offer to help them quit the CCP organizations to avoid being implicated in the regime's crimes. The situation has begun to improve as a result of practitioners' sustained efforts over the years. One local resident said, Please bring whatever materials you have, and I will read all of them. Japan. Practitioners held truth clarification activities at Hasaya Odori Park in the city of Nagoya to introduce Falun Dafa and expose the CCP's ongoing persecution of the spiritual discipline. Local Chinese residents were holding a New Year's celebration in the park and practitioners seized the opportunity to tell them about Falun Dafa and provide informational booklets about withdrawing from the CCP and its affiliated organizations. Practitioners displayed banners in Chinese, English, and Japanese that read, Falun Dafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and China, stop murdering for organs of practitioners. Some passers-by thanked the practitioners while others encouraged them. One named Mr. Tanaka works in video production and makes documentaries on social media. He mentioned wanting to make a documentary about Falun Dafa. Another passerby, Mr. Sato, said, I hope Falun Dafa practitioners in China can be careful and survive the persecution. China's dictatorship will not last for long. Persecution in China The following are selected cases of persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Ms. Li Yujun, a 74-year-old from Heilongjiang province, died in January while serving a four-year prison term for her faith in Falun Gong. Ms. Li was arrested in June 2021 along with more than 10 local practitioners. She was sentenced to four years and fined 10,000 yuan and transferred to the Heilongjiang province women's prison six months later after her appeal was rejected. Ms. Lee was taken to a hospital in early January, where she died a week later. It's not clear whether she developed a terminal disease or died as a result of being tortured in prison. After living away from home for 10 years to avoid being persecuted for practicing Falun Gong, Mr. Wang Huayang 
was arrested and sentenced to seven years, the prison authorities barred his family from visiting him with the excuse that he refused to renounce Falun Gong. In 2012, police raided Mr. Wong's home and took his wife and daughter to a brainwashing center for practicing Falun Gong. Mr. Wong escaped the arrest and went into hiding. In order to find him, the police closely monitored his wife and daughter's daily lives and frequently harassed them, putting them under tremendous mental pressure. Mr. Wong's daughter was sentenced to three years in 2016 for practicing Falun Gong. After spending 10 years on the run, Mr. Wong was arrested in 2022 after he was reported by someone. He was sentenced to seven years at the Shandong Province Prison. At least 15 Falun Gong practitioners in Beijing, most of them in their 70s and 80s and a few in their 60s, were arrested while walking together in a park around 6.30 a.m. on November 18, 2023. The practitioners were first taken to the Saichan Police Department before being transferred to the police stations in their respective residential areas. Each of them was interrogated and went through physical examinations, though it's unclear whether it was done in the police stations or the hospitals. After the physical examinations, the practitioners were taken back to their respective homes. Each home was searched by up to 10 officers without proper search warrants. The practitioners' Falun Gong books, informational materials, and printers were confiscated. Most practitioners were released on bail that same day, although a few were still in detention at the time of reporting. In 2023, the Minghui website has reported that 1,190 Falun Gong practitioners were sent to prison for their faith. Out of the reported cases, 755 practitioners were sentenced in 2023, almost 70% more than the previous year. The remaining were sentenced in previous years. Some of the sentenced practitioners were in life-threatening conditions shortly before or after their convictions. Some have been repeatedly jailed and spent more than a decade behind bars, and some have lost their spouses, children, or parents in the persecution of their shared faith before they were sentenced themselves. Mr. Ho Li Jun from Shanxi Province was sentenced to 10 years, less than three weeks after his arrest. No hearing was held before his sentencing, nor were any witness accounts or valid evidence included in the verdict. Mr. Howe's latest arrest came after he'd already spent over 20 years in displacement to avoid being persecuted for his faith in Falun Gong. Mr. Wu Haibo, a 58-year-old from Guangdong Province, was arrested in 2022 and sentenced to five years in prison in March 2023. Prior to his latest sentencing, Mr. Wu, a former pharmaceutical company technician, served one-year labor camp term and two prison terms totaling 11 years, also for practicing Falun Gong. Mr. He Bingang and Ms. Zhang Yibo, a software engineer and his fiancé in Shanghai, were sentenced to prison in June 2023 to six and five years respectively for their involvement in developing 
and maintaining the firewall circumvention software of Ogate to overcome the Chinese Communist regime's information blockade. Mr. Li Wenming from Ganshu Province was sentenced to five years in February 2023. He was previously sentenced to 20 years in 2002, and his latest arrest came only one year after his release. Discussion of corporate complicity in human rights abuses includes Falun Dafa practitioners. The Corporate Accountability Lab, CAL, is a pioneering U.S. organization founded in 2017 dedicated to utilizing the law to hold corporations accountable for abuses against human rights and the environment globally. In a groundbreaking event, the CAL orchestrated a comprehensive two-part panel discussion in November of 2023 aimed at dissecting the emerging trends in corporate accountability litigation. This pivotal forum provided a platform for human rights advocates and legal practitioners to exchange insights on the dynamic interplay between global corporate practices and human rights enforcement. The deliberations centered on the evolution of legal strategies to hold corporations accountable for their impact on the environment as well as their contribution to human rights abuses. The event sought to foster an in-depth understanding of the complex legal challenges and advancements in this field. This assembly of experts highlighted significant legal battles and landmark rulings serving as a critical touchstone for practitioners committed to the pursuit of justice in the realm of corporate accountability. One panel discussion during the meeting included consideration of a lawsuit made on behalf of Falun Gong practitioners against an American technology company named Cisco. The Doe-1 v. Cisco is a significant legal case that addresses human rights concerns related to the role of U.S. corporations in facilitating abuses abroad. In this case, Chinese practitioners of Falun Gong brought claims against Cisco, a prominent American technology company that designed and developed multiple sophisticated technological features to facilitate the identification apprehension, and forced conversion of practitioners. A surveillance apparatus developed by Cisco called the Golden Shield was employed. The plaintiffs accused Cisco of aiding and abetting human rights violations perpetrated by the Chinese government against them. Indeed, the case is a landmark in the field of corporate legal accountability and human rights, highlighting the complex interplay between international human rights norms, corporate actions, and U.S. legal frameworks. In July 2023, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit made a significant decision in this case. 
the court ruled that Chinese practitioners of Falun Gong could proceed with claims of aiding and abetting human rights violations against Cisco Systems. The Cisco case, due to its significant implications for international human rights law and corporate accountability, is expected to generate considerable debate, news coverage, and public interest, especially if it escalates to the Supreme Court level. This will also bring increased global attention to the plight of Falun Gong practitioners. Falun Dafa praised during the first art of Jen Shanren International Art Exhibition in Nagpur, India. The Art of Truthfulness, Compassion, Forbearance International Exhibition was held at the Darda Art Gallery in Nagpur from December 23rd through the 25th. Twenty-four paintings created by Falun Dafa practitioners from around the world were exhibited. The art depicted personal cultivation stories of practitioners, amazing occurrences experienced during cultivation, as well as the courage and strength shown by practitioners in China while experiencing persecution by the CCP for their faith. Many influential people in Nagpur were invited to speak at the opening ceremony for the exhibition. During a three-day exhibition, visitors admired the art and learned about the stories that inspired each painting. Some attendees said the artworks were beautiful and they felt positive energy emanating from them. Practitioners introduced Falun Dafa to event attendees. Many details about the persecution in China were represented in the paintings. People were shocked by the brutality of it. The Times of India newspaper published a commentary on the exhibition in its Nagpur edition on December 25th entitled, Falun Dafa, Forging Spiritual Bond Between Body and Mind. The newspaper's reporting team also took photos at the exhibition. Distinguished guests from the political, educational, and scientific sectors attended the opening ceremony on December 23rd and participated in the ribbon-cutting ceremony. Former Indian Parliament member Jogendra Kowade thought that the exhibit showed justice ultimately prevailing over evil. He said that the principles of Falun Dafa, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, are manifested in the works by every artist. He praised Falun Dafa and the artists for exposing the truth about the persecution in China through peaceful means. At the opening ceremony, Dr. Milind Main said in a speech that Falun Dafa has the power to improve health. He hopes practitioners will succeed in introducing the practice to more people in India. Many visitors expressed support for the practice and sympathy towards practitioners in China. Civil rights leader S.K. Gapie said that the CCP is persecuting people walking on the right path, an upright path. He added, it is the CCP's cruel plan to turn people against one another. A suppression like this will not go on for long. It will end soon. Many attendees were moved by the spirituality shown in the paintings. The 2019 Miss India Global title holder, Miss Mate, enjoyed seeing the artworks, especially the painting entitled Turning the Great Law Wheel. She said, I'm feeling blessed and surrounded by a divine energy. 
Dr. Milland Main is a practicing physician and a former Legislative Assembly member. He said he was touched by the exhibition and referred to the organ harvesting depicted as being inhumane and shocking. He called the exhibition a whistleblower for the whole world. The medical professional also shared, as a doctor, my patients recovered from illnesses after practicing Falandafa because of its health benefits. Falandafa has such great power. It inspires one to lead a wonderful life. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.